We have just, it's just been good to be in your house. It's been good to come together corporately because we get so much from coming together corporately that we can't get by ourselves. We can't get with just a few others, but we can get that corporate anointing that you release upon the lives of your people here today. God, I'm asking you to open ears to hear what we're going to talk about today, to hear what you are going to speak to us through the spirit of the living God. I ask now that you just prepare our hearts, prepare our minds, prepare us physically, mentally, emotionally, God, to be able to receive what you're going to deposit in us today. Let it be all of you and none of us. Let us decrease so you can so much more increase in all of our lives. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Somebody's got to say power. Say power. Power. Say power. Power. We're going to talk a little bit about the power of praise. And um, I don't know if Shelly, did you say anything about that that, uh, little deal there? We... we, the bulb cost $417, and we, uh, we had two of them and, and that were going out, and we said, let's just get one bulb. So we just got one bulb and came in this morning, and the other bulb was out. <laughs> so we're going to get that taken care of and changed. So if you guys feel like you want to get closer to the screen, feel free to get up and move over here so you can see the screen even more. You have, you have the freedom to be able to do that. Amen? I want to talk a little bit about the power of praise. When we get into this today, we're not going to be able to finish it all. I don't know how long this message will last, but it'll probably uh, last a long time. Amen? I want to be able to deposit something inside you that, that like, um, like the taste of a chocolate cake, that your favorite chocolate cake, that when you eat that thing, that the next day you can think about it and think about how good it is. Can I get an Amen? Or how about if you might, you know, you may not like cake or sweets, but it may like a steak, you know, or, or maybe you like chicken or maybe just a fresh salad with all the trimmings on it that you can have today and the next two, three, four, five days down the road, you'll think about how wonderful that is. I want us to be able to hear the word of God today, to be able to see the power of praise today so that down the road in the upcoming days and months, you're going to have a way to attack the enemy. You're going to have a way to be able to come into a place with God that maybe you may not have realized that you're able to step into. You can do that. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Psalms 104. I want to look at some things today. We're going to give you uh, seven different kinds of praise, and we're just going to get into the Word of God today. Is that all right? Is it all right if we get into the Word? I mean, we came to church, we might as well get into the Bible, huh? You know, we, we just, we want to get into what God has to say. Psalms 104, did I tell you what verse? 33, 104, 33. If you don't have that, look on with your neighbor or look up at the screen. Verse 33 says, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. How many sang to the Lord this morning? How many of you really and truly feeling better than when you came in here? Amen? Amen. There's quite a few hands that that says, you know what? I'm feeling a lot better about some things right now. And that's wonderful. But we want to shift you into a place where you begin to look at praise with God and you begin to have an understanding that praise is more than just singing a song. There is different types of praise, and we're going to look at that today. So verse 33 says, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. That word praise comes from a Latin word that means value or price. Say value or price. 
So we have God, has, we, have, we, we show God value. He has price. Are you getting it? Something that is important to you. So you begin to look at that. The praise literally means to worship or to commend or to give honor. It's one of humanity's many responses to God's revelation of himself. How many of you know God is bigger than you realize? We understood that a few weeks ago when we did uh, How Great Is Our God and we realized how big God is and not only how big and great God is, but how much he loves you and how much he cares for you and how much you matter to him, how much the earth matters to him. Uh, With all the other planets and all the other stars, he's selected you, he's selected earth and he's put you on earth and you matter to him. Turn to your neighbor and say, you make a difference. You do make a difference. Even if you don't think you're making a difference, you make a difference. So the word praise, if we look at the word praise just for a few moments, the Hebrew word, there's four or five different words for praise, not only in the Hebrew, but in the Greek. One of them is tehillah. Tehillah. And we could say, well, how come you all dance? How come you throw up your hands? How come you have banners? How come you do cartwheels? The kids run, whatever it might be. If you'll go back into that Hebrew word of praise and you'll look at the word Tehillah praise, it literally means this, clamorously foolish. So I could just praise the Lord. (laughs) And you'd be going, that's kind of clamorously foolish. Well, that's biblical. But some of you, you know, may not want to get too clamorously foolish, right? If you do, go for it. Amen? I mean, there may be something that's coming against you. And there's times where you just got to say, God, I just got to praise you. God, I just got to raise my hand. God, I got to lay down and weep. Or God, I got to dance or run. And you got to break something off of you that the enemy's trying to put on you. And you may have to do a clamorously foolish type of praise. And that's tequila, not tequila. But Tehillah, you hear me? Tehillah, say Tehillah. Tehillah. See, now you're speaking some Hebrew, all right? So that, that is, we can see it throughout the book of Psalms. Praise also, another Hebrew word is Toda. And it literally means confession or it means a thanksgiving. Sabaha, it means to praise or to glorify. That's another word. To praise or to glorify. Yada literally means to stretch out your hands. How come y'all lift your hands? Well, because it's a praise to God. You don't have to. I prefer to. (laughs) Come on, somebody. You know, if somebody comes up behind you and puts a gun in your back and says, give me all your money, you're not going to go, you can't have it. You're going to be going, okay, I surrender. And when I lift my hands to the Lord in praise, to me, it's just a surrender to God. It's like, God, you got me. God, I'm everything that's there. God, you've got me, and that's, that's what I'm here for. So that means to stretch out your hands. Another word uh, for praise might mean to confess. Epenos means to confess the things before the Lord, and that's praise. To give praise is to proclaim merit or worth. I mean, That's why we clap. Let's give the Lord some praise. Amen. We can say, come on, let's give him some praise in the house. That's what we do that. We clap because we give him honor. We give him worth. I mean, because he is the Lord of Lord and King of Kings. He is the great I am. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Come on, somebody. There is none like him. 
There were no more before him. There will be no more after him. There is one Yahweh, Jehovah. Jehovah is different than Allah. Allah is not Jehovah. Jehovah is Jehovah God, Elohim, creator God. There is a difference, and I'm asking you to begin to study that out. I think we'll probably do some of that on some small groups on Wednesday night. So you know the difference when somebody talks about Allah, you'll know that's not the God of the Bible. That is not Jehovah God. It's not the same God. Don't let anybody tell you that we're all after the same God. It's not the same God. It's clearly not the same God. Can I get an amen? So I want to give you today, and I hope you got a little hand out there, write some notes. I want to give you seven kinds of praise. And we're next couple of weeks, we're going to go over those. Number one is offering sacrifices. Number two is physical movement, dancing before the Lord. Number three is silence and meditation. Number four is testimony. Number five is prayer. Number six is a holy life. And number seven is music or instrumental or vocal singing songs to the Lord, all right? So let's get into this. There's two types of praise that, that God sees. Matthew fifteen eight, he says, The people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. You can look at society, especially in the Western culture that we're in today, that we're part of. A lot of people say they know God. They speak that they know God, but their hearts are far from them. Their actions and reactions and their thoughts and those different things are far from God. But turn to your neighbor and say, he's not talking about you. Come on, tell your neighbor, he's not talking about you. Tell, uh, because you know what? You're getting closer to God. Your hearts are turned towards the things of God because God loves us very much. There's two types of praise. One is corporate praise, where we can come together here corporately and praise him. But do you know, do you realize that the next one is just as important as corporate praise? And that, that, that important praise is individual praise. Do you know that you can praise God individually? Do you know that there's different ways to praise God? Not just singing before the Lord, but there's different ways that you can praise God. Praise literally means adoration. Praise literally means uh, uh, glory. Praise literally means worship. How many of you know that when you praise God, it moves the hand of God? You need to write that down. When I praise God, it moves the hand of God. Do you want to move the hand of God? I mean, now God's not like a genie that you can just rub it like this and poof, something happens. But what I want you to understand that when you begin to praise God, God begins to move. Hello, somebody. See, I don't know what you're going through today, but this praise this morning has broken something. So you better get ready. Like the the prophet began to speak, that all of a sudden we can walk into a place. Things are breaking. Things are changing. Turn to your neighbor and say, change is coming. Turn to your other neighbor and say, change is coming. So we move the hand of God. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. Anybody want to move the hand of God? See, the book of Psalms, when you, when you look at the book of Psalms, and I would just, you know, really encourage you to get in there and begin to read some things. It's a collection of songs of praise to the Lord. I'm telling you, David was going through some stuff. Saul was chasing him, trying to kill him. Every time he turned around, he was uh, trying to avoid Saul's wrath, but he found a place with God. 
And he began to praise God in the midst of his circumstances. Oh, I'm here to tell you today, there's some of you today that are going through some circumstances in your life, and it's going to be the power of praise that's going to bring you out. Turn to your neighbor and say, I don't know about you, but I'm coming out. I don't know about you, but I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out of where I am, and I'm going to get to where God wants me to be, and there's going to be important power of praise. So we want to be able to talk about that. Psalms provides, you know, like a a poetry or an expression of praise to God. Worship and confession to our Father. So let's get into these seven kinds of praise. Are you ready? Number one, we're going to talk a little bit about, and you may already fill that in, but it's offering sacrifices. Offering sacrifices. And, and, and you probably aren't going to stay with me, so just make some notes and just listen. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord wants to tell you today. Um, Leviticus 7.13 says this. With the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving, he shall present his offering with cakes of, of leavened bread. So there's a sacrifice of an offering. It takes us a sacrifice to praise him. Come on, somebody. It takes a sacrifice for us to be able to say, okay. And in the Old Testament, this is in Leviticus, the Leviticus food laws, that there were different things. There were different types of sacrifices that they had to do to bring an offering to the Lord. How many of you know things have shifted because of the New Testament and Jesus is our ultimate sacrifice, our sacrificial lamb, but there are still some things in your life that you have to sacrifice. In Romans 12, 1, now let's look at this. It says, therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living, sacri- living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. So now our living bodies should be what? A sacrifice to God. We're not asking you to lay down. And cut yourself open, come on somebody, as a sacrifice for the Lord, but live a life of sacrifice. Live a life that you can say, I sacrifice to this so I can begin to have this. Oh, come on somebody. Through, our, through your finances, and we're learning a lot of that in the Financial Peace University, of living a life of sacrificing what you want so God can have what he wants. Oh, come on, are you hearing me today? There are some things that we have to sacrifice. He says to use our bodies as a living and a holy sacrifice. Say sacrifice. Sacrifice. You may have to sacrifice something. Many of you did. Some of you sacrificed sleep to get here this morning. Some of you sacrificed certain things to get here. To get it, not only in the presence of God, to get around other believers to hear what God's speaking to you today. Hebrews thirteen fifteen says this. Through him, through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. An offer of sacrifice of praise to God. The fruit of your lips. What was the word that came this morning? Watch what you say. You know, what, speak those things. Call, let's begin to start speaking positive words. Let's begin to start looking at situations and begin to start speaking positive things into those situations. A sacrifice of praise. Is it something that, according to this scripture, is it something that you do once in a while? 
What's it say? Through him then let us, everybody, everybody, continually offer up a sacrifice of praise. Thank you, Lord. I'm going through some stuff today, y'all. I'm going through some stuff. But I thank God in the midst of what I'm going through. You may be going through some stuff today. But let's thank God in the midst of what you're going through. Let's thank Him for He's given us strength. He's given us health. He's given us the wisdom of God. All these things, but it may be a sacrifice. Do you all realize what it takes to bring a sacrifice to the Lord? There's times when you come in here and you don't feel like coming in here. There's times where you say, you know, here we are at praise and worship. I don't know if I feel like praising and worship. And there's times where I don't know if I can even lift my hands. But then all of a sudden, I begin to say, God, it's a sacrifice of praise. It's going to cost me something. I'm going to lift my hands to you. I'm going to take my heart and get the stony stuff out and bring in the soft flesh and let it be pliable. And it's a sacrifice for me to let God have my heart to be pliable today. How many times? Let's be real. There are times where you go through things in your life and you don't feel like praising God. (laughs) You don't feel like it. It's like, just praise him. It's like, I can't, I can't even hardly get out of bed in the morning. Well, just praise him, brother. Just praise him. You don't understand. I can't even hardly lift my hands. My heart is heavy. It's, it's down low. I don't feel like I'm up. And it's like, all of a sudden, you know, if you'll just begin to praise him, all of a sudden, if you look and everything's dark and everything's black, you can just begin to see the light or the, the, the cloud begins to move or in the black cloud, there's a silver lining. However you want to talk about it, however you want to look at it, but if you'll just begin to do that sacrifice of praise and say, thank you, God, in the midst of what we're going through. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in my life. Thank you, God, that things are on the way. Thank you, God. Somebody give the Lord a thank you praise in this house today. Hallelujah. We got to say thank you, God, in the midst of what we're going through. A sac- a continually offering up a sacrifice of praise. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. This is what it says. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. A living stone. You're a living stone. You're a living stone. Stone being foundation or rock. You know, Peter was, was his, his, the definition of his name was the fragmented rock, the rock, the solid rock. Christ is the rock. Are you with me? You are a living stone. You're a stone that's solid. Say, I'm solid. solid. And you might say, you know, I'm not really solid. I'm kind of wishy-washy here today. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life. Well, that's what God sees you. You're a living stone. You're, you're, you're being built up. It is a spiritual house. So come on, somebody. You're being built up. You're in the midst of some construction going on. I don't know about you, but there's times where in the spirit, I can hear the jackhammer. And I'm thinking, oh, God, this don't feel good. And all I can hear is the jackhammer. And I'm like, okay, God, do what you got to do in me because I am a spiritual house. I am being built. I'm not everything that God wants me to be, but I'm on my way. Tell your neighbor, say, you're on your way. You're on your way. Tell your other neighbor, you're on your way. You're on your way. You continue to stay hooked in with the things of God. You're being built up for a holy priesthood. 
a holy priesthood, offering what? A spiritual sacrifice. We're offering spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable through God. I, need, I know I need to move forward. Number two, let me give you the second one. If we're going to look at, uh, at different kinds of praise, not only are we offering sacrifices to God, you've got, you got, you you got to give yourself to God. Well, I gave myself, you know, a long time ago, but I kind of took it back. <laughs> You know, I just unloaded everything at the altar one Sunday, and then by the time, you know, a month later, I was carrying all the stuff that I'd let go. Are you with me? It's a sacrifice to cut those things and walk away. It's a sacrifice to say, God, I I don't want any of that. I want all of you. God, it's not my heart. My heart's evil. Do you know that? My heart's evil. My heart can be wicked. And I don't want that because that's not what God's heart is not evil. God's heart is not wicked. And I want God's heart. Don't you want God's heart? That's what I want. So another thing, another way to praise God is is physical movement. 2 Samuel chapter uh, 6, I think it's verse 14. And David was dancing before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouting and the sound of the trumpet. He was what? Dancing before the Lord. I mean, that man danced out of his clothes. Don't be dancing out your clothes in here. We'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to get your belt, amen, or something, rope, keep your clothes on there. We don't be dancing out of your clothes. David literally danced out of his clothes before the Lord. Psalms 149.3 says, let them praise his name with the dancing. <laughs> Pastor, why do you dance? It's in the Bible. Yeah. Look, I used to dance in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Texas two-step and the electric slide and the moonwalk. <laughs> it was all right on Friday and Saturday nights. Watching me going to cut a rug. What's wrong with Sunday. God created the, dan- the, 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 the dance. Are you with me? God, cre- God, God created the, 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 the dance. The dance. Sometimes you just got to dance before the Lord. There's times where I got to get by myself and just cut a rug and do the, the whatever it is, the, you know, the sprinkler, the head, the fire, fire, whatever, you know, all them different things. You just got to do it. Do you do it for God's glory? Come on, give the Lord some praise. Amen. I mean, what do I, well, you're not from the church of the chosen frozen. You're from the church that wants to dance before the Lord because it's a sacrifice. And there's times in my life where I'm like, God, I don't want to dance. I'm not dancing. You can't make me. You can't make me. You can't make me dance. Well, then God will say, fine, stand there. But I'm telling you what. When things are going good, I ain't got no problem doing a little dance. Doing a little, wait, wait, wait. You know, I'm a big fan of Snoopy. Y'all know what Snoopy is. Some of the kids are younger. They may not know Snoopy. But there was a Snoopy dance. And Snoopy would dance that dance. Right, y'all know what I'm talking about? Sir? Never mind. I just, I just, it was supper time. When it, it's time to eat. You know what I mean? We got no problem. Hey, time to go to the table. It's time to have some turkey. I'm going to dance before the Lord. Woo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tear that steak up. Well, what about if we came in here? And said, oh, God, I need all of you. Oh, it's time to praise the Lord. Oh, it's time to get down with Jesus. Get down with Jesus. G-G-G-Jesus. G-G-G-Jesus. Yeah. 
Aren't you glad you came today? Some people say, he can't dance. You can move something. You might not be able to dance. You may not even have rhythm. There's times I don't even have rhythm. I got to look at somebody to clap. But I can move something. Besides, I'm not doing it for you. Oh, come on, if you get this this morning. I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for him. Because y'all don't know what I'm going through. So if somebody takes off running, you don't know what they're going through. If they all of a sudden lay, lay down on the floor and they're weeping before the Lord, you don't look at them and say, well, they got some sin in their life. They better get their act together. You don't know what they're going through. They're going through. And if it takes the dance, the sacrifice, and praise God, then I'm going to dance. Somebody say dance. Man, you, you think you can dance. Well, we get some Christians and let's do a think you can dance. Christian dance thing. Never mind. Y'all, y'all have that. <laughs> Psalms thirty eleven says he turned my morning into dancing. Morning into dancing. Morning into dancing. Psalm 63, 4 says, so I will bless you as long as I live. I will what? Lift up my hand. Come on. If you lift up your hand, say, Lord. Say, Lord, say, Lord here I am. I'm just lifting my hands up to you. Okay, you can put your hands down. Now your, your neighbor said you need to use some deodorant. Amen? We lift up our hands to the Lord. I lift up, the Bible says lift up holy hands. You're, look at your hands. You're a believer in Christ. If you're a believer, say, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Then your hands are holy. I don't care if you just got through milking a cow. Your hands are holy. Look at your hands. Say, I got holy hands. Say, these are holy hands. These are the hands of Jesus. They do the work in the earth. Oh, come on, somebody. These are, these are the hands of, of Jesus. They do the work in the earth. God's not going to get it done without you doing it. Come on, because he's going to use your hands to do that. So I will bless you as long as I live, and I will lift up my hands in your name. I'm not lifting my hand. We ain't got <laughs> some of y'all, oh, yo, you, oh, yes, you fans and everything else. You got no problem. Woo! Touchdown, baby! Woo! I was in the restaurant last Sunday. Was it Brandon and them? I, was, I, was, I got caught up for a moment. I was looking at the TV and Minnesota was playing. And, uh, and everybody was eating. I wasn't paying attention. I did whatever else was going on. And I mean, Adrian broke loose. I was like, yeah! Ooh, I'm in the restaurant. I look back, I heard some people laughing at me. I look back, it was Brandon and Wendy, and they were going, if I can do that in the restaurant, why can't I do that in church? Hallelujah. God's wanting to give you a breakthrough. I want, to, I want you to receive a breakthrough today, and it might take, woo, yeah, hallelujah, touchdown. You want to touchdown dance? I'll give you a dance. If you do that at home, that's fine. Do it unto the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. I mean, if you're dancing and say, ooh, give you praise God. I, I like it. I don't know if all them players know Christ, but I like it when they'll say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Turn the camera away. We can't be showing that. Might affect somebody. So the dance. Say the dance. Okay, the third thing that, uh, that you can look at in the power of praise is silence and meditation. Silence and meditation. This is hard for me. 
The silence part is hard for me. Because I'm a, I don't know what you call it, I'm kind of jacked up a lot. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm kind of moving. You know what I'm, I guess you know. I'm, so I sit and I'm like, it's kind of like fishing. I know you guys, some of you guys are great fishers. But man, if I throw that pole in the water and something don't happen in about two or three minutes, I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> and some of you are great fishermen and you love that. And it may be a way of your relaxation, but I'm like, bite something, would you? Give me something to do. Does anybody know what I'm saying? You know I mean? You know, and some of you, I mean, they're like, it's wonderful. How long you been here, brother? Three hours? How many fish you caught? One? I'm thinking, if I don't get one, in three minutes, I'm done. I'm going to go do something. Are you with me? So that silence part's hard for me. I can sit still before the Lord. There are times when I can sit still. And do you know that's praise to him? It's not just dancing. It's not just offering up sacrifices. But you can sit still before the Lord. There are times where I'm almost encapsulated, I believe, by a Holy Ghost bubble. I don't know if they're Holy Ghost bubbles, but it sure feels like that. I can be in the car. My wife can be talking to me. Oh, come on, somebody. And I'm thinking... What'd she just say? Because I'm thinking about things. Are you with me? Maybe that's just me. I know that's not you. It's, it's just me. But sitting silent before the Lord. Let's look at some scriptures, can we? Psalms 119.97 says, Oh, how I love your law, and it is my meditation all the day. Not only we can sit silence before the Lord, but we can meditate. We're going to get into that in just a minute. John, uh, Joshua chapter 1. Let's look at verses 8 and 9. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. So what is, what is meditation? It says you shall meditate on it day and night. Meditate on it. See, we meditate a lot of negative things. We meditate on how big the problem is. We think about it over and over. Joshua says to meditate on his law, his principles, his precepts. If God said it, that settles it. Then maybe we need to meditate on the scripture that God's given me for this situation. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. He's ordering your steps. Maybe we need to meditate on that. Look at Psalm 77. See if we've got that. Verses 11 and 12. I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work and muse on your deeds. Wow. I'll meditate on all your works. When I saw that How Great Is Our God video, it made me realize that I spend a lot more time meditating on my works than his works. It made me realize that I spend more time being about me and my things than realizing how big God is and the works of his hands. You see where it says, I will meditate on all your works and muse on your deeds. That muse, some of you may know a little bit about Greek. That's not the Greek God. That's not what God's talking about here. But that muse literally means a, a state of deep thought. You're going deep here, Pastor. You're going deep. Let's get deeper. 
Let's think about the things of God. Let's think about the principles. Let's think about the precepts in which God has. That word muse literally means to ponder on it. Hmm. I think Mary pondered on some things. You know the scripture? which said Mary pondered on these things. She took them things in her heart. She basically was musing those things and said, this Jesus is sure is an unusual boy. <laughs> that boy sure is unusual. But I'm not sure what God's going to do with him. I don't think Mary knew exactly everything that she knew she was bringing forth in Jesus. And there were times where she would just ponder on it. She'd think about it. And she'd hide those things within her heart. She would, she would muse on it to be able to, to think about it, to meditate on it. It means to study closely. It, leads, means, it literally means this, squeezing out all that's possible. Anybody ever made fresh orange juice? Fresh orange juice, you squeeze it and you squeeze it and you squeeze it. <laughs> You can squeeze the orange, a fresh orange peel so much that you can actually get the taste of the peel in the orange juice instead of just the juice. Why don't we take God's word that way? Why don't we squeeze everything out of it? My wife will tell you, it comes down to a tube of toothpaste. I will squeeze every drop out of that sucker. I even want to cut it open and get what's in the crevices. Are you with me? Well, just because I'm thrifty. Some people call that cheap. I call it thrifty. Are you with me? Well, what about if we take the Word of God and we begin to start meditating on it? We begin to start musing it. We begin to start squeezing everything out of it. God, when you said that you love me, that I can't even understand the height and the depth and the width of how much you love me, how, maybe this week we can just meditate on the love of God. How much He loves you. How much the what you're going through, where you're at, the situations that you're dealing with, in the midst of those situations, you might make bad decisions and wrong choices, but God loves you in the midst of that. And he doesn't want you to stay there. He wants to bring you out. He wants to set your feet on a solid ground. Are you with me? And it may come from musing. It also means to converse. It means to utter out loud. You know, somebody says, what are you doing? I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just talking to the Lord. Maybe you need to talk to the Lord and drive down the street. God, what am I going to do about this situation? God, you know about this deal. God, you know we need some help here. God, what are we going to do here? God, what about this situation? God, I'm afraid if I step out that, that I might fail. And God, what about you? Give me your wisdom on this. God, you know what? I need help, God. I need the counsel of you, God, today. God, I'm fixing to be in an appointment. God, and I need your wisdom today. God, how can I help them? God, what it is that can we do? What scriptures can I use? God, where are we at? God, what can I do? How can I pray for them? God, how can I anoint them? How can I send them forth? God, what can we be able to do? Those different things is part of that musing. Psalms 119, verse 15 and 16 says, I will meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. I shall delight in your statutes. I shall not forget your word. Don't forget the word of God. Don't forget what God says. You got to get it in you so it'll come out of you. Come on. You got to get it in you so it'll come out of you. You got to get it in you so it'll come out of you. I was pretty squeezed. Received a phone call last night, 11-something. It was very disturbing. And I thought, okay, what's coming out of me? There were some things coming out of me I didn't like. And there were some things coming out of me that I, I think God would have been pleased with. What's coming out of you? Do you know that when you think about his precepts, when you sit silent before the Lord, when you meditate on his precepts, 
that that's praise to God? That's praise to God. Look, it's not easy. It's not easy. That's why it's very rewarding that you're able to sit silently before the Lord. So silence and meditation. The next one I want to give you is testimony. Say testimony. 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 This is praise to God. Testimony. Testimony. I keep thinking of Revelation. It says we we overcome by the, the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. But let's look at some other scriptures. Psalm 66, 16 says, Come near and hear all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. If I was to ask somebody today, could you get up and give a testimony for God what he's done for your soul? Is there anybody here that would give a testimony? Anybody here that would stand up? Come on up. (laughs) Come on up. Did I talk to you beforehand? Did I tell you to raise your hand? Okay, did I talk to you beforehand, tell you to raise your hand? Did you even know what was going on? Okay, come on up here. Can I use your mic? Come on up, Francisco. Ooh, bring that baby on up here, girl. <laughs> Do, will, you test, will you give a testimony this morning on what God has done for you? Nervous? Aren't you nervous? I'm nervous too. Every time I get up here, I'm, I'm nervous. A testimony of what God has done for my soul. Well, first of all, he saved me. Praise the Lord. Amen. That is a testimony in itself. Um, but second, he has healed me. You know, mind, body, soul, emotion, physically. And, you know, because this is a testimony. I wasn't supposed to even have kids because I had a disease called fibromyalgia. And they told me that I wouldn't be able to run again. I wouldn't be able to hop again. You know, I was going to live like an elderly person my entire life. And I said, you know, I do not accept that. And I stepped out on God's word. And here I am with number five on the way. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord some praise. Give the Lord some praise. I'm, I'm here to tell you what uh, God awesome things do in my life. Uh, he changed my life uh, for 360 degrees around. 360 degrees. All, yeah, all my life here, yeah, drinking, alcoholic, drugs, and uh, fights, and all that stuff. And for 35 years, I never met Jesus before. Uh, they sent me a church, Catholic church, and then they never told me what Jesus is, anything. So, and I come over here in Burbo. This is my third time I come over here. I've come for looking for my kids because I leave my kids in the age about seven and nine and twins. And I just decide to walk away from my marriage because I can handle no more. And I come and looking for them and I... I didn't know I come and looking for Jesus. Amen. And I come and over here, and I give my life to him, and uh, he changed my life. And he created me a, a man of God. And I love him so much. And I decided to give my life if he... 
it's necessary to give for him, for people. I really did. It's the much I love him. And I'm not going to change him for anything. Because he's my provider. And he's my love. Through him, I can find my kids. And I start a good new relationship with my kids. And I got a new wife. And I got a new life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else want to give a testimony? You know, I used to think that uh, I chose God. And like Francisco said, it is, we do have free will. It's our choice. We can resist and we can fight it. And we can make the choice not to follow his ways. But you know, I finally figured out I didn't choose him. He chose me. Before the beginning of time, before any of this started, he chose each and every one of you. I've seen him carry me through sicknesses I should have died through. Uh, I've been in, I can't count how many vehicle wrecks, hit by semis. Some of you know about a motorcycle wreck. Uh, you know, there's so many things and some of them are great and some of them are small but you know some of the small ones to us each and every day seem great because they're the things that's on top of us right then you know like pastor said about his phone call you know those words that we were told to speak to change that atmosphere that's very important that really hit home to me today you see, because our heart for him has carried us through a lot of things. Because we praised him anyway. We trusted him anyway. And sometimes when you're going through those tough times, he's tapping you on the shoulder. And Jesus is leaning over and he's kissing you on the cheek. And he says, do you trust me? Yes, I trust you, Lord. That's my testimony. That's how I make it through each and every day, no matter how difficult, if I'm down, if I'm up. Like he said, if it's good, if it's bad. Sometimes dance anyway. Thank him anyway. You know, he didn't say it was going to be easy. You know, he told you, you're going to have some tribulation. But to be of good cheer, be of good heart, for I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Come on, give him some praise in the house. Hallelujah. Talking about a new life and new wife. I've got that too, brother. But I also know how it is when you can get close to God and you feel his presence every time you enter the church. And I also know how it feels to be dry. Completely bone dry. Nothing's happening. Everything seems to be going wrong. I remember in the year 2000, 
My first wife left. My dad was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. When my first wife left, a few nights later, I walked outside with my little chihuahua. We went out front. It was about 9 o'clock that night. And when I walked out front, I remembered what Joshua and the children of Israel did walking around the walls of Jericho. I walked around that house one time each night for six nights. The seventh time around, I walked seven times around with a family Bible and her picture in my pocket. The very next day wasn't the answer I was looking for, but I I got an answer. The policeman showed up with divorce papers. That was the answer I got. Then I walked, then I, I, before that happened though, the Lord said, had told me, there's a light at the end of your tunnel. Just give me time. Mm. And when I moved back here, I surprised my mom and dad for pastor appreciation when they pastored first assembly. And I thought, half-hearted, I said, I I was singing with quartets back in Tennessee, and I was thinking, why not? look for a job. Dad said, that would be great. You could help us out because he couldn't get around. And so I went to work for Weatherford ALS for eight months. Mom and Dad helped me get a house. I went back to Tennessee. Got a, they helped me get a house to come back. Two days after I moved back, I met the one I'm married to now at First Assembly. She went to First Christian. I was still going to First Assembly. Then, of course, by, by the time, put, put it this way, that was October 2001. By February of 2002, the 14th of February, we were married. That was God. She was praying for a man to be sent in her life that would love her. I said, yes, the Lord sent you one 635 miles away. Yes, we've had our trials, our troubles, our tribulations, and we still do. Pray for my little wife because there's things she's going through. As the saying goes, you get too many irons in the fire. And that's what she's got. She's got too many irons in the fire at one time. So just pray for my little wife. And I praise the Lord for what he's brought me through and what he's going to take me through. Because I woke up yesterday morning and I told her, I said, I'm dissatisfied with everything. With my job, with being here. Not, not with my wife. I was happy with my wife and my four dogs. Four kids on all fours. But I said, I've learned, though, that, I'm, and I've been told that when you get dissatisfied with everything, the Lord is fixing to move you. How? I don't know. But wait upon the Lord, and he shall renew your strength. You shall mount up on wings as eagles. You shall run and not be weary. You shall walk and not faint. As the song goes, teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 8, the first part of it says, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. That word testimony is literally a witness. Yeah. 
Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness today for the Lord? Praise God. I praise the Lord all, all the times. And it's really, there is a power in praise. God's intention for every soul is to just praise Him. If you look back in the heavenlies, you know, there are three archangels. One is Michael who does the war and Gabriel, the one is the bringing the good news. And the third one was the Lucifer. He was the perfect and anointed cherub. He was doing the praise and worship. Now he rebelled, fell down, and along with him one third of the heaven also fell down. Now God is revealing us the power of praise as we heard today. It's the body of Christ to rise and give him all the glory because Lucifer is jealous. If you want to make him jealous, if you want to make him crazy, <laughs> just go ahead and praise him. Amen. It's his job we are doing. We are anointed ones. Praise God. I woke up this morning, you know. Whenever we get up, all, especially I'm talking to the males, if we get up 3 o'clock in the morning, it's God is talking to you. I woke up and the Spirit of the Lord says, read Isaiah 53. I have read so many times. Three times I heard the audio CD. I mean, God spoke many things. I mean, in nutshell, I can say that the one who went to heaven also suffered hell for us. He went, you know, beneath, well beneath the hell. He went to hell because of our sins. When our sins and iniquities were laid upon Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ was judged in the flesh, and he took our sin and suffered hell for us. And he is touched by all our infirmities and weakness. We know he is not just the God sitting there in heaven and yeah. says that, okay. But he became a son of man. He knows sickness and disease and curses of sin. That's why he made a provision. We need to take you know, advantage of his cross. Okay, let's praise him. Thank Amen. God. Hallelujah. Okay, hallelujah. I have two, and this one I know God want me to share, be, that it's going to bless somebody, but I had had two miscarriages in between my first two children, and then I had two after that, and I know that was God's restoration of bringing me those babies back, so I just want to share that, and this one's very, very close to my heart, my sister Susie, which is right under me, um, at the age of 11, started huffing gas and spray paint and it really got into the drugs and then she started cutting and she went down a road of mental institutions and prison I mean she would slice her throat and put her head through windows and God is so good and she is now serving God and married and she's in college and God has totally restored her mind. And I mean, she's making A's and she loves the Lord. She will talk to me for hours about God. And I just love what he's done for her. And I just want to say that for anybody who has family members out there. If you stand in the gap, 
God will bring them in. Don't give up on them. You love them and you pray for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have a testimony that you, you guys don't know about. I come in and the mail, Jennifer does a great job. She puts the mail in my box. And about every two weeks, open up an envelope. And it's from a correctional facility in Tennessee. I first received this envelope a few years ago. And it said, Pastor Eric, and the writing was not, it's hard for me to read. I thought maybe it was from a doctor. It said, Pastor Eric, I just want you to know that God's doing some things in my life. And I'm incarcerated, and someday maybe I'll get out and I'll come and see you in the church at Living Word Fellowship. And I said, who is this guy? And I wrote him back and sent him materials. But I don't, I don't get many letters. But I get a, a check. Sometimes it's $4.63. Sometimes it's probably been the most of like $17, maybe. And he sends a check as a testimony. This is a guy that's incarcerated. And they get to do some work. And he takes that money and he sacrifices. And I found out that he was Lenny's brother. He is Lenny's brother. And that's how we found out about Living Word Fellowship. Your testimony matters. Don't give up. Don't quit. Here's what Paul says. I run the race in a way to win the prize. And we know that in a race, there's only one winner, isn't there? That's in the natural, but not with God. You want to finish the race. See, when you finish your race, you're a winner. Don't quit. This is a word for somebody in here this morning. The power of praise, sacrifice, silence, meditation, testimony of the Lord. Don't quit. Don't give up. Whatever's coming against you, whatever you're battling, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. So every couple weeks when that check comes in, I lay it on my desk. And I lay my hands on that check. And I pray a blessing for Jamie Cunningham. I said, Lord, I don't know if he'll ever get out. I don't know. But he praises God through that. And he's incarcerated. And he praises God. Some of us may not be physically incarcerated, but you're spiritually incarcerated. I see when Peter was in prison, they began to praise God. And the bars opened. And they walked out.
That's the power of praise. Over the next few weeks, we're going to explore deeper into this power of praise thing. I want you to get this. Because it could be the combination that unlocks your bars that have held you back. Amen? Let's stand this morning. Pastor